Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Natural Running Network. We are brought to you by MedHab, makers of RPM Squared, an innovative system of gait analysis that slips right into your running shoes. My name is Richard Diaz. I am your host. Are you a runner? Do you love to get out and challenge yourself? Running your first marathon or maybe caught the bug of obstacle racing? Well, sit tight because this is a show you just don't want to miss. I am with my dear friend, Ryan Kent. Spartan pro extraordinaire, and very, very pleased to have him on the show. I actually reached out to him today because he's got a special project we're going to touch on in a little bit, but for the meantime, we're just going to get Ryan on here. We're going to kick the can down the road. Ryan, say hello to my folks. What's up, guys? What's up, Rich? I appreciate you having me on, man. Glad we could finally get together and, and talk. You've been you know, doing some great things in OCR and you're coaching some of my biggest competitors. So it's a privilege to be on here, man. You know, I got to be honest with you. The guys that you're talking about don't listen to me anyway. You know, <laughs> they just do what they want to do anyway. So I, I don't know how much influence I have. You know what happens? I get the call after the fact when what I told them to do, they didn't do. And then yep. they, they realize that they should have done what I told them. I get that call a lot. <laughs> you know, they look at me and they go, oh, that old man, what does he know, right? I, I guess so, man. But anyway, so let's just kind of start with this. Give the folks your take on how this season's been shaking out for you. Um, You know, the year started out great. I, I was kind of riding the wave of the shape that I was in towards the end of last year, coming out of world championships. And um, I didn't take much of an off season and, Came into 2016 pretty hot, winning most of my races early in the year and, you know, started off pretty well in Montana uh, when NBC season started and didn't have the best race in Monterey. And I finally started to feel kind of my body and, you know, my mental state kind of fatiguing and um, an opportunity coincidentally opened up to me at the perfect time. Uh, it kind of forced me to take a break from training and racing. And I went and did this special operations uh, TV show that'll be airing on History Channel uh, Thursday, December 15th. And that took me out of training mid-season, right in the prime of things, um, for about a month. And coming out of that, I thought I could just hop right back into training just like I was and everything would be fine and dandy. But the body and the mind didn't didn't respond like I thought it would. I, I, I remember going out for a run the day after I got through with the show and I struggled to even go for a 45 minute run. And it wasn't physical. It was mostly mental. Um, I had pretty much tapped out all my mental strength 
during that TV show. And I decided that, you know what, I'm going to have to be smart about this and decided to just, just take my time kind of building my fitness back rather than rushing into it. And, you know, I, I went to Asheville and I knew it probably wasn't going to go that great and it, it didn't go great and ran a little bit better in uh, Breckenridge. But I finally feel like I'm like back to myself again and I'm finding my stride like right at the right time of the year. And um, I'm optimistic going into Tahoe. I, I really feel. Don't do it. I'm, Don't do it. <laughs> I feel I feel like my fitness is is, is right where I want it. Just, say Just to let people know where I was going with that. As we were talking earlier, every time we make a prediction, we get into trouble. So we're going to leave that alone for now. That's that's my training advice to you this year. That's it. No no predictions. Just just get out and race hard. There you go. All right. So you touched on something that I thought was pretty interesting, and I've been banging the drum pretty hard about this. So I'm going to get your two cents on it. I really believe that the sport needs an off season, and I have been also banging the drum pretty hard about getting to this place around this time of the year, right after the world championships and most of the majors are over with and just kind of take stock and how things are going. And, and then whatever holes you've found in the program over the season, you go to work on them without any pressure of racing and just get back to getting the basics organized, getting the, getting the fundamentals tuned up. And that's basically what I've been doing with a lot of people, you know, getting the VO2 done, finding out where their thresholds are, looking at the running mechanics and helping them just kind of retool things. And a lot of people just want to push right through. And what you said to me sounds a lot like, I mean, the circumstances are a little bit different, but it sounds to me like had you been able to exercise a off-season, no-pressure type of training regimen, that would have been probably more timely for you. Would you agree with that? Oh, 100%. I mean, you know, it... It's tough because when we reach a certain level of fitness, we put in so much time to to get to that level, and you, you never want to you never want to take a step back. And it's you really have to have the discipline to uh, to force yourself to kind of take that step back. But you know, along with that, you know, there's a few of us that are full time professional obstacle racers making making a living off of this, and um, you know, when there's prize money out there, man, sometimes you just got to you got to chase it. And, you know, sometimes that can come back and, and bite you in the butt. And it, it did for me this year. Well, I get that. What I'm thinking is that the earning potential is really leading up to world championships in the world championship season. So through October, you've pretty much got to make your, your bones by then. And I think that if you go into the season early and your body's not 100%, then your earning potential could be challenged, where if you went into the season heavy and hard and ready to go, maybe you would have made more money. It's like storing your nuts for the winter, so to speak. Right, right. <laughs> it's a risk. It's, a, it's definitely a risk, for sure. Yeah. Well, and the other thing, and I'm no, I know I don't need to tell you this, but just for the folks that are listening, fitness, like everything in life, is cyclical. You have to regress and that's not really backing up. It's not like, oh my God, my fitness is so great right now, so I got to keep it going because it doesn't work that way. You get to that point where you're really topped out. The next thing that happens is you fall off. You start to, to either mm -hmm. get hurt or you get injured or sick. And you know, I've seen this a lot with triathlon. Um, these guys just just punish themselves 
until one day their body just lets Correct. them know, yeah, it's not going to happen anymore. You got to stop. I think it takes making that mistake a couple times before it, 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 it starts to really sink in, you know? Well, it's planning too, right? You know, you yeah. have to develop a plan. And I, I'm not one for forcing people onto a particular template. I like to ebb and flow as things are shaken out. Some people peak later in the season than others. Some people need more work in the beginning. Some people less. Mm-hmm. It's just unique to the individual. But at the end of the day, there needs to be essentially a system in place where when you approach your season, you know, you get you get a sense of what you're capable of. But sometimes your body will give you some false messages. It's good to have a coach, right? I could I couldn't agree more, even though I don't currently have a coach, but I do agree with you. Well it's just another <laughs> set of eyes on you, right? I mean, you really do need another set of eyes on you. And it's funny because I was I was out on my bike this morning and I was thinking about somebody in particular and I won't mention who it was, but uh somebody that I think is really an impeccable athlete. And not even in this sport incidentally. But and I thought to myself what could I bring to the table for this person? They pretty much got everything tight. They're just nailing it. Everything seems to be just perfect. What could I do? Mm-hmm. And then I thought to myself, well, you know, just being able to step outside your own body and get a look at things, have an educated eye looking at you and looking for those little details, it, it does make a big difference. You know, I think it's it's absolutely worth noting that having an, another set of eyes on you really does make a big difference. I I couldn't agree more. And, you know, I think me, I'm a little bit stubborn. You know, I've been I've been running for so many years that, you know, I think that I know everything, even though I know that I don't. But um, who knows, man, who knows what the the future will bring? Maybe I'll maybe I'll have a coach next year. Tell you a story. And and I haven't told the story in a long time, but but it's something that stuck with me used to be back in the day I owned health clubs. You know, I'm not talking about a little hole-in-the-wall club, you know, a pretty decent-sized club, 15,000 square feet, racquetball courts, the whole thing, right? Wow. And uh, we had, you know, what was popular back in the day was those Nautilus circuits, right? And I saw this kid, and I know you know what I'm talking about, a, a seated bicep curl machine, right, where you just kind of hang your arms over the preacher curl bench. Oh, yeah. Grab oh, the yeah. thing that's got the stack of weights in it, and you pull the weights up towards your shoulders, to build your biceps. Well, this mm-hmm. kid was on this machine sitting sideways and was reaching over, grabbing the handle and pulling the armature across his body. And I walked up to him what? and rather what? than, you know, giving him crap for it, I said, son, what are you trying to do here? He, <laughs> he, he, he says, well, I'm working my rotator cuff. And like you, you pause for a second and go, well, you know what? I'm looking at the way he's carrying that load, and it was a, it was a darn good idea, you know? So you just never know. You just never know. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of a stupid story, but, you know, and I don't know what point I was making, so we'll, we'll roll on here. So something I, I learned about you today that, you know, I don't even know if it's true, but you, we're going to find out right now. You Uh-oh. can run a sub six minute mile backwards. There, that may or may not be true. <laughs> hey, hey! Sometimes you just gotta have fun with things. So, uh, <laughs> I, 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 
I won't say whether or not that's true or not. Oh, man, come on. You're going to have people just wondering? <laughs> you know what's going to happen now? A bunch of people are going to go outside with their friend, say, time me, dude, and they're going to try hey, to run a mile backwards. Speaking of running a mile, we've got uh, Hunter and, and uh, one of our other roommates, Matt Kempson, are doing a beer mile tonight. Oh, and they're trying, they're trying to get me to do it, but I'm like, guys, what, I mean, we're literally – Nine days from world championships. What, what are we doing here? So, see what I'm, I'm not participating. About? You see what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I swear to God, he'll call me and throw something at me. Idea what? He goes, let me, I need to, I want to get your take on this, you know? And he'll tell me something really ridiculous. And then I'll try to give him the best answer I possibly can. And I don't care what I tell him. He's going to do the other thing, right? He just does. Yeah. So, yeah. who knows? Well, Truth be told, I cannot run a mile backwards under six minutes. That was just something funny I came up with, and uh, maybe maybe this off season I'll, I'll give it a go and see what I can actually run. Well, if you come to my place, I have this harness so you can't fall over, and it's interesting that we're talking about this because I kind of tripped over a technique with this what I call retro running which is essentially running backwards. And if you get into this situation that I can create on the treadmill, I do this with soccer players, by the way. I have them running 360s on the treadmill. So try to imagine this. Uh, they'll be standing facing the back of the treadmill, on the treadmill. I'll get the thing amped up to about 12, 14 miles per hour. And they have to jump onto the belt and start running backwards without losing their balance. And then after they gathered themselves and they're running backwards for a bit, I have them do a 180 turn to the front, which is a huge move for a defensive uh, player in soccer. And yeah. then we do some laterals and things like this, but everybody talks about running mechanics and the importance of hip extension, hip angle, and they all struggle with trying to create that hip extension. Well, by getting into that harness and running backwards like that, it promotes the ability to dynamically load your hips and open up your, your hip angle. It's like a training method dynamically. It's really powerful. Wow. So, so we started doing I've, that. I've seen some of those videos that, that uh, people have posted of them visiting you, man. I'm gonna, this, after World Championships is over, man, I'm going to come see you down come there. Come down, man. Come down. I'll tell you what, you'll have a hoot. You know, everybody, <laughs> everybody wants to go fast when they come and see me because they want to try to replicate what they saw on the internet. The problem with that is it takes a little bit of work to get to a place where you can adapt to that jumping onto speed like that because otherwise it just rocks your hip flexors. And, you know, after, day two, you wish you never met me because your hip flexors are so fired up. But right. <laughs> what I typically will do with power athletes, like football players are trying to get their 40 times down, and the soccer players, is we work up to being able to do this, this uh, overspeed development training on the machine. And, you know, they're safe because I've got them in a harness and I'll take about 20% of their body weight off of them. But we get to a place where these guys will jump onto the belt at about 25 miles an hour, you know, just briefly, you know. That's maybe, crazy. Yeah, three or four seconds. And we'll do repeats like that. And then what ends up happening is they're so neurologically charged at that point, I'll bring them back down to 
say 20 miles per hour and we do 10 and 15 second repeats. And so the key here is this, this muscular uh, recruitment patterns. You get this neurological adaptation where you're so fired up, you're just employing a lot more muscle when you're running. And you basically teach your body to do that. I mean, are they pretty much weightless when they're, when they're doing that? No, no, no. They're, they, I, I pull like a, it'll, it'll feel like you're about 20 pounds lighter. Hmm. The big thing is just putting you in a state where in the event you screw up, you're not going to go flying off the back of the treadmill. <laughs> it'll, it'll catch you. And I can control, yeah. I can control how much load I take off of you. It's a pretty powerful, I've been doing that kind of work for about eight or nine years now. And I've done it with all kinds of athletes. But I'll tell you what, if you want to find out what how fast you can run, it's it's pretty huge. And there's carryover. You'll find that uh, guys are trying to get their mile times, trying to get 800 together. It really, mm-hmm. really does a great job in improving your, your speed. And, That's really cool. Yeah, the other thing that happens with it is that you can't make a mistake and get away with it. So in other words, if I got you in a treadmill and you're trying to run fast, you could make mistakes and just motor along and be fine and not even realize you're making a mistake. You jump onto a belt mm-hmm. that's moving in excess of 20 miles an hour. If you do not hit mm-hmm. perfectly beneath your center of mass when you make contact, it's going to bite you. It just it really lets you know right now that you screwed it up. So anyway, off gotcha. that subject. Let's talk, about, uh, let's talk about world championships. And I'm not going to ask for a prediction, but just what, how do you feel like, like it's stacking up? Oh man, you know, I mean, it's just, it's going to be a dogfight. That's all I know. I mean, I think this year we have more people than we have in past years that are capable of, uh, you know, mixing things up. You know, I mean, there are literally 10 to 15 guys that could potentially, you know, be in the top five. So um, I think it's going to come down to, you know, obviously who can get up the mountain the fastest and who makes the least amount of least amount of mistakes you see this angel cantero from mexico dude that kid is you know funny story i remember i had never met him last year um at world championships and he was standing next to me on the start line and he was in some he was in like reebok like training shoes like no they weren't like ocr shoes they were like go to the gym and do like a strength training session shoes and i was like who is this guy right now, like I'm going to smoke this guy. And I tell you what, I didn't see him the rest of the rest of the race. (laughs) So actually I had a chance to catch him. He, he failed the rig at the end and um, he was doing burpees and I had a chance to pass him, but I ended up failing the, the rig as well. But I mean, he, he has had a great season this year and I think he's, he's, uh, he's set himself up for, you know, a great race. Well, he, he looked pretty good at Breckenridge. He did, man. He just fly, he flies up those mountains like so fast. And I think Hunter told me that he even like he's won some like mountain or was second place in the mountain running championships in Mexico or, or, or something yeah. like that. He's a big deal down there. You know, his he, he got a hold of me, him and he's got a fellow that kind of represents him because he doesn't speak English. And they got a hold of me recently and they said they wanted to bring him up to see me. And we toyed with it. And they just they just never pulled it off. Every time I ask them, say, "What happened? You coming or no?" And yeah, 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 we're coming. And and then they just don't. So um, if he loses, it's on him, right? That's it. <laughs> 
So should should have went and saw Rich. Yeah, talk about my boy. You think he's uh, he's a contender this year? I mean, of course he is. I mean, he's proven throughout uh, the NBC season that um, he's a force on pretty much any course. I mean, he obviously won Asheville, and he's been in the top five in every other race. But he's, you know, I'm not. I don't want to talk bad about my boy, but he. It seems like he doesn't have the same uh, work ethic and focus that he had a month or two ago. So I don't know if he's like switching, switching things up right now, but like um, he seems like a, a different individual than he did when he was prepping for those late season NBC races. I think he was really chasing the, the U S championship series pretty hard. Um, and now has kind of set his focus on world's toughest mutter, but um, it's kind of like, you know, dude, like you can still freaking do well at, you know, Spartan worlds too. And, and world's toughest mutter. So. You know what it is? I think it's distractions. This, this other project he's been into is kind of yeah. weighing heavy on him. He's had, he had, uh, you know, some opportunities come up in the last couple of weeks that he's kind of had to shift his focus on. And I can't blame him for it, man. Sometimes you got to go where, Go where the cheese is at. And right, I know. I know. Well, so. he, again, that's one of those projects where he called me and he showed up to do filming for this project. Uh, I won't go into detail because I'm probably not supposed to talk about it. But Right. And he, uh, he said, so look, I got this opportunity to do this thing. And, you know, it's kind of a brutal thing, right? And yep. I go, dude, what are you doing? Like a world championships is like a couple weeks out. You're gonna go. You can go get your nose broken, and you ain't gonna be able to breathe for a couple couple of weeks. I mean, don't. Yeah. Why risk it? Why? You don't have to do it. You know, you're 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 set pretty well with that project. You could probably get around it. He goes, yeah. You know, you're probably right. I said, look, come on out to the house. We'll do some training. Uh, I got a couple of things we can we can play with that would be fun for you and get you in a better place. But let's not let's not take any chances. Let's just go ahead and gear up for world championships. Yeah, you're probably right. Next thing you know, man, I get the <laughs> <laughs> once again. Yeah, I get the call. Oh, dude. But anyway, you know, you got to. Well, I, I tell you what, he went and did. Uh, there's this mountain nearby here in Durango called Haviland, and you know you can go on. Uh, what's that? What's that website that cyclists Strava? Strava, yeah. And and he. Uh, there was like a record for this mountain run. It's like 3.6 miles and it climbs like close to like 4,000 feet. And I think he was like 30 seconds off the record. And he, he did this a couple days ago. So I know he's still, he's still super fit. So I ain't counting that guy out. No, no, I wouldn't count him out either. Uh, but I'm with you. I'd like to see him a little bit less distracted. You know what he needs? He needs a full-time girlfriend. That'll mess him up. You know what <laughs> <Yeah>. I mean? <laughs> Good luck to her. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Some kind of a, a nun or something, you know? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, uh. So I, I, uh, I also read here. Now, I don't know. You know, now you got me nervous. Some of this information might be bogus. But I read that your, your father was a world champion arm wrestler? He was. Wow. He was. Ni- 1977, back when arm wrestling was was like a big hit. Um, it wasn't, it was in his weight division. I forget what weight, I think it was like 165 or 170 or something like that. But, um, yeah, man, he's got a big old fat 
fat ring to prove it too. There was a, a movie that Sylvester Stallone did that was like, oh yeah, a, you remember Over that movie? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> had that thing inside of his his semi, you know, so he could work his forearms <laughs> while he was driving. Yep. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah, he's been he's he's just been a kind of he's done all sorts of things. I mean, he's he's old now. He just turned uh, seventy two years old, so wow. um, he's still in great shape right now. But um, you know, he he was a runner growing up, and you know, and that's pretty much how I got involved in it is is through my dad. So, so I understand you you did some coaching too. You coached some uh, high school runners. Yep, I uh, pretty much. You know, it kind of came at a bad time. Well, at the time, it was a good time. Um, I hadn't started Spartan Race yet, and I just got this gig coaching high school track and cross country. And during that time, I went and did uh, my first Spartan Race and fell in love with the sport. And next thing you know, I became a you know a professional athlete at it and ended up you know riding the season out uh, in track and. Um, decided to leave and, and focus full-time on training. But, man, I tell you what, that was some of the funnest times I've had. There's there's nothing really – and you know you know this. I mean, there's nothing more rewarding than, than seeing um, the people that you coach kind of, you know, reach their goals and stuff. And it's nice to know that you've kind of played a part in it all. Well, working with kids is a lot of fun anyway. Um, I don't think I could coach kids. I mean, I do it privately, but I couldn't do it for a school because – you know, I'm just too I'm just too raw. I would do something to piss off the administration, or I'd have parents <laughs> yeah. climbing up my butt about whatever I said to somebody. And um, but I get like I have a client actually I'm working with right now, cross country runner, and I've worked with her before. But what's cool about kids is you, you they evolve. Where you know mm-hmm. us older folk, we're on our way out. I mean, call it what you will, but when you get to 35 years old, you're on the downslide. You know, you're not continuing to get faster, stronger. You know, we're just getting older. And I'll get a kid, and I, I've worked with kids that are as young as 10, 11 years old. And I'll work with them, and I'll put some fundamentals into them and see them again in a couple of years. And, I mean, yeah. I've gone through the whole evolution with kids where mom drew in to see me by the ear, she wanted to get him. She didn't. She wasn't comfortable with ways moving, or he was slow, or there's just this whole pissing contest between mom and our dad and the kid. You know how they coach. Run, goddammit! They're screaming at you all the time, right? You know, right. And, then, and then you get home, and you know this whole man. He wasn't performing well, so the kid really wants to run away from home. So you get this right. whole intervention, right? Where I'm like the third guy. They bring him to me, and I get to know the kid a little bit, get in his head a little bit. And start helping them. And then, you know, I see them right on into college. Mm-hmm. On and off. A kid will disappear for two years and then he comes back. And two years later and come back for tune-ups. And I see all the fundamentals that we instilled in them early on, they hung on to. And mm-hmm. they, they, they evolve into this human being. I've had like football players, for example, quarterback. Kids a gangly looking, five foot nine, size 16 shoe, skinny. And by the time he hits high school, he's six foot five and two forty five. He just his body is filled out, yeah. <laughs> right? And and all the stuff that we taught him when he was this gangly little kid, he hung on to, good running skills, being able to cut and do all these uh, very powerful things that a lot of these kids never get access to. So, 
it's fun. Mm-hmm. You know, where again with adults, and I hate to make it sound like this, but honestly, I, I get a guy who comes to me at forty years old. He's trying to hang on to what he has. You know, they're just trying to pull something off, right? It's not the same thing. Yeah, I mean, there's in high school the kids are still they're trying to figure out you know who they are, what they want to do, and um, you know through through running they can kind of find that out and gain confidence and and not just running but in their own life and um it's a beautiful thing man there was actually real quick there was this one kid on the team that was uh he had a lot of potential and he was he was just a troublemaker and he i think he'd been suspended from school a couple times and uh here i come in this young kind of cool and hip coach and he kind of like really took a liking to me and looked up to me and um changed pretty much changed his whole you know, high school career around, man, and ended up, you know, by the end of the year was like one of our top runners. So um, the influence that you have on those kids is, is pretty tremendous. It is it really. And part of it being too, that because you're not their parent, they, yeah. they, they listen to you, you know, they, they don't, you can't teach your wife to drive a stick, right? Right. <laughs> 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 it's a, it's well, a whole other story, but I mean, yeah. you know, you, you get around somebody else, the information never seems to be right until it comes from somebody else. Mm-hmm. That's just the nature of us, you know, but so anyway, we got world champions coming up. And so after that, are you going to shut down for the season or what are you going to do? So I've got, I'm, I've got, I've got a plan this year. I'm actually going to continue racing. Um, I think my last race is going to be Atlanta, December 3rd. Um, so I've got a few races. I'm going to do Seattle, um, in late October and then Carolina, I think is either the last weekend in October, the first weekend in November. And then I think Atlanta, um, and then I'm going to shut her down. I'm going to spend, I'm going to take like a week, week and a half off in early December. And then you probably won't see much of me until maybe March of the next year. So I'm really going to put in like a, a, a really good base phase this year which i i really didn't do last year because i just kept hammering workouts week in and week out and i'm really going to spend at least like eight to ten weeks this year of just being on my feet and just putting in the foundation so um i'm excited about that that's a great idea incidentally i'll be uh, december 3rd happens to be my birthday i'm doing a clinic in fort lauderdale florida that day but then well, happy uh, early belated yeah. or early birthday. You know what happens <laughs> when you get to be my age? They never say happy birthday to you anymore. They say congratulations <laughs> for making it. You know what I mean? <laughs> I just started. Yeah. I picked up on that about four or five years ago that, oh, it's your birthday. <laughs> congratulations. I'm like, what? 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 <laughs> I don't know. But That's funny. I'm going to work. I'm going to work that day. Uh, we're going to take a little bit of a break beforehand. We're going to do uh, the clinic in Dallas in November. But before then, we're going to go to Mexico and hang out in Cancun for about a week. We're going to slip across the border to go to Cuba for a couple of days. Check that out. Nice. Now, they're going to do they're doing a Spartan race in Cuba, too, aren't they? I don't know. Are they? I, I saw somewhere that that was planned. I mean, they didn't have a date yet, but I awesome. know they're, they're having conversations about it. Yeah, I think it would be Yeah, fun. man. I, you know, Marriott, we talked earlier this year, Marriott was going to send uh, Rose and I over for the European World Championships. And it ended up not not coming to fruition. But, man, I'd love to get over there and do one of the, the Spartan races abroad, man. That looks like a blast. 
Yeah. They're tough too. Different mindset they are. over there. Europeans they are. are they don't they're no joke, man. They're serious about what they do. Mm-hmm. They really are. Let's talk about really why we're doing this. You know, I mean, aside from the fact that I, I needed to catch up with you and we needed to get you on this show, I, it, I, I apologize and got you on here sooner. But let's talk about how I kind of reached out to you today. I saw that you had this project where you and Rose are in competition. And, you know, Rose and I are dear friends. You know, she's going to have to forgive me for trying to give you an edge. But I think <laughs> I think it's your turn, man. I owed you one, so here it is. Yeah. So talk to me about this project. Let people know what you're up to. Yeah, so earlier this year, um, Marriott partnered up with, with Spartan. And, um, you know, so many people travel around the country and the world to, to do these races. So we figured, you know, why not reap some benefits um, in the process? So, um, you know, when you travel for Spartan races and you stay at Marriott's, you, you get some pretty cool benefits. I mean, obviously, you're going to get, uh, you know, free VIP bag check, um, discount on Spartan gear, 20% off your next, your first Spartan race once you sign up for the rewards program. And, you know, if you travel a lot and do these Spartan races, um, which a lot of people do, uh, you know, by the end of the year, you've probably accumulated, accumulated enough points to, you know, take yourself a, you know, a two, three week vacation. So they, they came out to Rose and I, and, uh, you know, wanted us to kind of help promote this thing. And, um, and it's just a great opportunity for, for people to, uh, you know, travel for races, but also, you know, get some extra perks in the process. So it's essentially the Marriott reward program, right? Yeah. Yep. You know, I have to tell you, I, I've been using that program for 10 years. Dude, it's great, man. It's my, great. My wife's mother or my mother-in-law, I should call her, huh? Yeah. Worked for Marriott and we used to get this friends and family deal with them and we would travel and we would really get on top. As a matter of fact, we used to own a timeshare in Spain that was a Marriott timeshare. I am like a Marriott hog. I love their products. And uh, when we travel doing our clinics, we always look for a residence in, as we talked about earlier, because they're very efficient, uh, works out perfectly for when we do testing and what have you. I, I have two gigs already set up for the rest of this year through, through the uh, re- residence in program. And yeah, so the, I absolutely love their programs. Yeah, I mean, residence is great too. I mean, we a lot, a lot of us, you know, me, uh, I like to eat healthy, and residence offers a kitchen in your room. So I mean, you can bring your own food and and cook if if that's what you want to do. So um, yeah, it's well, just a great opportunity, and it's reasonable priced. It's not like real crazy. People think Marriott's going to be crazy expensive. It's not that bad at all. Not at all. And those, I mean, those residence in rooms look like a, a freaking apartment. And yeah. I mean, you're. You're, sometimes you're, you're getting them for under 100 bucks, which is unreal. Well, I haven't got that deal yet. <laughs> Still looking for that deal. I guess, I guess it depends what town you're in. Yeah. So tell the folks what they need to do in order to get you in a better place and beat Rose out of the money. The challenge we got going yeah, on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we put up a – me and Rose are having a, a heated battle right now, and uh, we're trying to – the first 50 people um, that we get – to sign up for Marriott Rewards program, uh, is going to get one free race uh, entry to their next Spartan race, um, and it's only the first 50 that are going to get it. So if you know 60, 70, 80, 90, 100 people sign up, it's still only going to be the first 50 that 
that get that free race entry. So you don't want to waste too much time. And um, whoever gets the most out of Rose and I, we're, uh, we're going to get a prize. And obviously bragging rights is more important than the prize. So right. um, we'll, we've got 24 hours. Uh, the challenge ends tomorrow at noon. So um, you've got until then to to sign up. And um, I think I think you'll really like uh, the, the benefits that come along with it. I think it's important to let people know this is the 22nd and tomorrow noon is the deadline. How do they actually indicate that you are the one that they wanted to promote or sponsor or what have you? So we each have a separate link um, that's going to tell us, you know, how many people signed up through through my link and how many people have signed up through Rose's link. And how do so, they get to that? That. I don't actually have an answer for you. <laughs> There's going to be a really so, bitching trip available to anyone that, oh, shit, I don't remember where you're supposed yeah. to go. Well, I actually, I threw out an, an added benefit. I said I would give out, um, I would pick at random because we're going to have a list of, uh, once they sign up, we have all their information. So um, if you're one of the first 50, uh, at random, I'm going to pick one of you guys and I'm going to share five of some of my favorite OCR workouts with you guys and um, help take, you know, your training and your racing to the next level, along with a case of my favorite protein from Optimum Nutrition. So um, I'm trying to throw out every card in the deck, man, to try to win this I'm thing. I'm trying to help you. How do they they go to like Marriott and look at the rewards can, program? So, no, 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 no. Go to uh, my – you can go to my Instagram at Drop the Hammer okay. or, or, or find me on Facebook and um, – You'll see all the posts, man. There's tons of tons of trash talking going on. So I'm assuming there's a link that's going to carry them to wherever they got to register. Yep. All right. Yep. That's what I needed to hear because uh, I'm slow. I would have missed it, and that, that would have been one more, right? Yep. It's in it's it's in my bio on uh on my Instagram right at the top of the page, but on Facebook it's actually in my post. So um, all you got to do is go there and, and you'll see it. Cool. And so they're going to give you a really sweet travel bag. And uh, the, the important thing is you get to tell Rose that you beat her. That's it. That's the most important part. I mean, dude, Rose, Rose and I have a very unique uh, relationship. She's like my big sister. I'm like her little brother. And we're always just kind of like picking at each other. So um, bragging rights is more important than some travel bag. Dude, I saw you. Uh, there was a picture of you wearing her shirt. Yeah, you really shouldn't do that, man. <laughs> I, I had to cut that thing off. <laughs> you got to stop doing that. <laughs> hey, but, sometimes you got to take drastic measures yeah, to win. I get to win something. I understand. You know, I guess that there's something to be said for that. But someone will parlay. If you ever run for a public office, you know, when you're 60 years old, that picture is going to get dredged up. And they're gonna they're <laughs> no. gonna talk about you. <laughs> they're, gonna, yeah. they're gonna say something about you that you're not gonna want to hear. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, all well and good. But let me ask you this. Okay, so we're gonna get world championships out of the way. You're gonna be in the neighborhood. You gotta come down and see me. I'm serious. Well, you know what? We're moving our we're all packing up and we're everyone's going their separate ways next week. Um so the Durango training compound is coming to an end and I'm actually I'm moving back to Mammoth Lakes, California. So I all will right. Only be a couple hours away, so I'll definitely swing yeah, on down there. Yeah, yeah. Come down. Maybe uh, if you come back and see your your uh, macho bro in Malibu, yeah. do something together. Are you going to be uh, in Tahoe? You know, I, I really should, but I'm not going to be. Uh, I'm not. I'm not going to be there. I just. 
I have a lot of clients that are racing, and everything points to I should be there, but I just I got too many things going on. I just I just can't get up there. I mean, I hear you, man. And I, you know what? To be honest with you, I suck as a spectator. <laughs> they see me wandering around. They're going, "Who's that guy? Looks like a cop or something, <laughs> you know, homeless or something." I don't know. Are you one of those guys that just stands around? Or are you trying to get to every single spot that you can? No, I don't. You know, I don't get that excited. I mean, uh, I show up and you know shake hands and say hello to some folk that I do stuff with. You know, I have a lot of clients I work with uh, virtually, and the only opportunity I'm, I'm ever going to get really to meet them is if they either come to me or I see them at a race. But the good news is when we go to Vermont, a lot of my clients have arranged to to show up and see me and, uh, you know, give me a chance to work with them, which I'm really excited about. Got people yeah. coming from all over the place, and that's that's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to basically got this little, uh, it's called the Cortina Inn. Um, and I've not been out there, so I have no idea really where it's at. But I know Killington keeps coming up as the, the name of the place. I know it's not in Killington, but it's really close to Killington. Yeah. And uh, the guy that manages the hotel he owns it. I think he owns like a percentage of it. And he is into OCR. He races himself. And he's pretty excited about it. So it's going to be a cool trip. We got Rec Bag is involved with us. They're they're going to be out there and help support us. Awesome. And yeah. So it'll be good. But. A, they really ought to make that, that Vermont race uh, an NBC race next year, man. I, uh, I've always wanted to do that course, man, but I came around too late and – you know, when it used to be obviously the world championship course, and now we, I can't even get there and do it because they have it too close to, to Worlds now. So um, hopefully in the future, man, they, they really they make that an NBC race. I'd really like to get up there this time of year, man. I know it's beautiful. The good news is that NBC is covering these events, brother. Yeah. You can't, you can't even imagine how powerful that is to – introduce the sport to the world through the media that way. I can remember back in the day when we were putting on triathlons and I got hooked up with CBS Sports to put on the first pro triathlon for CBS Sports. And it was never covered really other than Ironman. You know, that's that one day ABC did that thing and that's it. But they, uh, they came out of the woodwork and stepped up and they looked at us and said, you know, if this doesn't go well, we'll never see you again. We'll do something else. We'll do a bodybuilding competition in Europe or something. And, uh, you know, that that's the magic that's the magic ticket right there when you get uh, television coverage. So, yep, uh, I mean, I'm very excited about the whole thing. What are we in like our third third year now? So, I mean, it's it's obviously doing pretty well. It's, so, it's huge. It is huge to to have the influx of new participants and have television coverage to boot. So it's it's a good time, man. Next year is going to be your year. Thanks, Rich. I appreciate that. So listen, bro, thank you so much. Everybody listening needs to know they got to go to Facebook or go to Instagram, drop the hammer, put your two cents in, become a Marriott Reward customer. Let's see if we can beat Rose out of some, some kudo. Yeah, thanks, Rich. That was awesome. <laughs> All right, buddy. Well, friends, it's time to bring another show to a close. Be sure and tune in to us next week. We've got a lot of great content in store for you. I want you to tell your friends to check us out. You can always find us on Facebook. Simply go search the Natural Running Network. Drop us a message. I'd love to learn more about you and the things you do. 
And until then, you have an amazing day. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.